0: I just discovered um, Matthew McConaughey is doing, uh, I think actually tomorrow at the time of this record, so we could all go to it if we wanted to, is doing a online seminar about how to like live a better life. Okay. <laughs> and it's called Just Keep Living. <laughs> and he's going to have like, t- Tony Robbins. I'm and, pretty uh... sure there was an entire decade of songs that had that message in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I-, I also feel like he gave it away in the title. It's like, <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I already know what to do.
1: <laughs> just keep living. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Like, yeah. I, I highly recommend you guys check out his trailers for it later because he's just like, hey, you know what? Just like, my, my. I asked my son, where, I asked my son where he's going, where are you heading out to, and he's like, Papa, I'm going to camp to meet people, and and he's like, that's the best thing to do with life, son. <laughs> just keep living. <laughs> Isn't he like gonna run for president or something someday? Probably. <laughs> We're already headed. Yeah. I've heard Scuttlebutt that he will. Wow. You've heard scuttlebutt? Scuttlebutt, yeah.
1: (laughs) What does that mean? It's a Philadelphia expression. (laughs) Oh, I've heard it, yeah. It's a
2: pirate term, right? (laughs) I'm not just going to let that slide. What the hell does scuttlebutt mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a pirating term, right? I assume that's where it's... Because scuttle sounds like a shipping thing. So I assume scuttlebutt was like, what's down here in the in the dredges, we're, we're talking about how the captains got scurvy.
1: Scuttlebutt's just like talkins, like you heard somebody talking.
0: Yeah, it is talking, but it, it derives from uh, the part of the boat that would be scuttled, which is the bottom of the ship, the butt of the ship, is where you would hide all the good stuff, so that's where the scuttlebutt was. Mm. I made that up. I don't. That sounds like a true, true meaning. dude. You had me hooked on that. I was I, like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I was about to go tell someone
2: else uh, about that. Oh, God, I'm so glad I saved you guys. <laughs> yeah, the scuttlebutt. Yeah, I knew this for a long time. It's actually the place where they keep all the really nice stuff that they stole in the bottom of the ship. All yeah. the jewels. Something I knew about for a long time I read about it in the book, you know.
1: I actually have the, the real etymology for it if you guys are ready. I
0: would love it, sure.
1: Okay, uh, Scuttlebutt. In slang usage means rumor or gossip deriving from the nautical term for ah. the cask <gasps> used to serve water. So it's literally water cooler talk.
0: What?
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, but why butt? Maybe you sit on it. You sit on a
1: water cooler. A, a butt is another name for a cask.
0: Oh, uh, oh. I like Austin's
2: meaning. You sit on your butt <laughs> and talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you bring the water cooler out, you get the beers, or, and you sit on it.
0: Yeah. That's how it works in the office. Someone climbs atop the water cooler, and whoever's on top has to tell the story.
2: I, I guess I was thinking of uh, not a water cooler, area. <laughs> Ice box, whatever you call those things. Uh, yeah, cool, a cooler cooler. Those are coolers. Those are cooler. Yeah, just a regular
0: cooler. <laughs> the true cooler.
1: <laughs> Not a water cooler. I don't know if you can sit on a water cooler. <laughs> Sitting on a water cooler would be a, a dominance move, I feel. Yeah. It's yeah, impressive yeah, in its yeah. own right, for sure. Yeah, like Chad
0: yeah. said, you then become the court jester of the office. Because if you, if you, you, you need that height to be able to look down upon everyone and, and lord over them mm-hmm. with your tail, with your scuttlebutt tail. <laughs> Actually, if you can climb on top of the water cooler, a lot of mid-level managers have to cede control to you. That's a little known hack. I'm
2: up high. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, I guess you're in charge of payroll now. Fuck. Try it in your office this week if you work in one. <laughs> See what happens. I'll have to buy a water cooler and put it in my room. Send so this pictures. I, I, would, I would love a home water cooler. That's such a rich luxury. I would love that. Do rich people have water coolers? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you know what? When growing up, all of the people that I was friends with that were affluent definitely had a water cooler in mm-hmm. their house.
1: All right, we had a water cooler growing oh, up, but we were not a oh, rich kid. Listen, listen.
2: <laughs> Bet you can find a water cooler for pretty cheap if you're
1: looking in the right places.
0: Get, get it off Craigslist, get a cursed water cooler. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure our town just had awful tap water, and that's why we had it.
0: <laughs> actually, yeah, not to get too real. That's probably more and more relevant as more towns get poisoned water supplies. How are you guys doing in Philly, by the way? We're you guys- good. Okay. Our water actually did not get poisoned, but I was very aware of how uh, tenuous our water situation is by that weekend.
1: Woo. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a dye or something that was poured in the water. Or? It was a
0: like a plastic or like it was a vinyl, a liquid vinyl. <laughs> oh yeah, it was oh vi- good, oh, sure. Man. So like yeah, we would have turned our guts into little <laughs> tubes, little vinyl tubes. <laughs>
1: You know, it's never super soldier serum that they dump in no. the water. It's no. never no. rainfall, Or
0: that... like a giant pack like a like a Kool-Aid truck, like just the packets.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Right? Like, hey, this this weekend everyone gets grape Kool-Aid. I was going to say if like mango water was just pouring out of your sink, <laughs> it'd be delicious.
2: <laughs> now, that's what I yeah, I would do if I was rich. I'd set up different faucets that had different flavored
0: waters. You'd have Oh my, oh, okay, yeah. fuck the water cooler. I want <laughs> Here's my grape uh sink. Here's my peach sink. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Austin, awesome. I thought you were going to say uh, that you were if you were rich, you would go to water treatment plants and then treat the entire community's water with flavor. I thought you were going that Congratulations. far. Congratulations. <laughs> Hope
2: you like mango. That's a power
0: move. That's because, yeah, you don't want to go to someone else's house and then not have mango water. You want to make sure that wherever you go, you're taking care
1: yeah. of. Yeah, I, I like the idea of unwanted philanthropy. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty funny concept.
1: You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> we didn't want this. Go away. I'm trying
0: to make spaghetti. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, hello, everybody. Well, we should probably introduce who we're talking to here. Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. I'm Paul. I'm Kevin. I'm Chad. And we have a guest with us today. Austin, hi. What's up? How are you guys doing? We're doing we're delightful. Luckily I haven't <laughs> dealt with anything cursed all day.
1: <laughs> or haunted or whatever the case may be. Nothing evil.
0: No evil thing Nothing that's very Nothing evil. Nothing so so evil. It tells <laughs> you over and over again how evil it is. Nothing that has declared itself as evil yet.
1: <laughs> Today we read the delightfully titled The Haunted Car, uh by <laughs> Carl Stein. Card. And <laughs> Should have been called the evil car, let's be real. Yeah, you know, that was really the operative thing happening here. If it was haunted benevolently, that'd be fine. But.
0: And it kind of was. The morally ambiguous car, at least. Let's start with this. Austin, you have just recently read Goosebumps books, right? <laughs> yes. For yes. the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, my
2: God. I had a bunch of friends who were always constantly making YouTube videos about Goosebumps this, Goosebumps mm-hmm. that. And I remember seeing Goosebumps in the library like they had the big sections for it and stuff and I was super interested in it but I was not allowed to read it so I was unfortunately one of the people who was missing out on that type ah, of a book I mean I couldn't even read Harry Potter whoa. as a kid so okay gotcha. goosebumps was really off the table was that
0: your was that your parents making that call yeah <laughs> it was it's funny we had um Ian on brutal moose recently who also I believe was not allowed to read goosebumps books as a child well we were raised in about the exact same oh, area oh, okay. we went to the same college. I actually met him
2: because I opened the door for him. So it doesn't surprise me at all. I know we both had religious families. So, so
1: this has a touch of naughty subversiveness for you. <laughs> I don't think I, I
2: really felt that, that felt the naughty subversiveness in my at age 32 reading Goosebumps. But, you know, if I really had thought about it, maybe I could have role played as I'm, like, sneaking the book
0: into yeah. my room as a kid reading with a flashlight. I should have done that, honestly, now that I'm a little
2: disappointed I didn't.
0: Have, having read them now, do you think you'd be a different kid? Do you think it'd be a different life trajectory you would have gone down if you had read Goosebumps? I ah, mean, it's hard to say. I'd have not not with just the haunted car. Maybe not with this. No, one. No, you certainly would not have become a car boy from this one. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us are car boys, I don't think. Right? No,
1: not particularly.
0: Not really. No, I'm not anti-car or anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. you know, I had friends that were car boys for sure. Yeah,
2: I smile if I see a Mustang. That's pretty much it. That's I, I, about as far as car guys I get. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. I don't mean
1: to brag, but uh, I drive a Honda Fit, so I'm pretty much a car guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, what? We, there is something that we wanted to talk about with you, Austin. That we we actually talked about doing an episode of Arthur. Yes, the art, the aardvark. Yeah, the aardvark yeah. boy. Yes,
2: we. Well, what what happened? If I recall, is that you hit me up and you were like, "Did you know the Goosebumps?" Author RL Stein wrote an episode of Arthur, and I was like, I don't think I did that's not right. I didn't know that, but I knew exactly which episode it would have been just based on that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't write the episode. That's what it seemed like once I looked it up. No, we
0: were sold a false line. Uh, we were told that that he had written a bo- a, an episode, but he we were lied to. Uh, I actually, don't know if we were lied to. We might there might have been a cross, <laughs> a cross line somewhere, but we did approach you with it, and I remember you said. Wow, that's I know what episode it is, and then you responded back later and you said, "I don't think this is right. I think you." Yeah.
2: <laughs> I looked it up, and I was I was so confident of what the episode was when you said that. Well, so I mean, if you tell me something, Paul, I trust it. Thank you. Believe <laughs> it, it's like the scuttlebutt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The <laughs> like scuttlebutt, which everyone knows what we're talking about.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, so I eventually did look it up, and I could not find anywhere. That R.L. Stein had re- written an episode of Arthur. Apparently, he and Mark Brown were friends, though, and did do some collaborative works or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they did some, like, picture books, it looked like. Uh, yes.
2: Maybe that's where that rumor stems from. Yeah,
0: and R.L.'s in an episode. I've never seen Arthur. So, like, and I think... What? I was just going to me, Austin, is you were, like, the Arthur Scholar, is how Paul, who I also <laughs> trust with
2: everything. I don't know if Scholar is is a is a earned title, but I'll take it anyways. <laughs> You've earned that. appreciate it. I, I am the number one Arthur YouTuber, I think. But
0: there, but there is an episode RL's, like, voice acting in Arthur, right? Like, he's- Well, yeah,
2: because there's a lot of celebrity appearances in Arthur. Um, Mr. Rogers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me that he was in an episode.
1: Putting R. L. Stein next to Mr. Rogers is a rather interesting <laughs> juxtaposition.
2: They, well, they were both famous children icons, just written in different yeah. they're in different ways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One one is pure good and the other is uh, R. L. Stein. <laughs>
2: one tells truth, one tells lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the episode that I did assume that it was, and maybe some people in your audience might be interested in watching this. There is an episode where a an author creates a book series that's really popular. It's a horror book series. It's basically Goosebumps. Okay, mm. and one of the characters' parents tries to ban the books, essentially. And Ooh. then it, you know, turns out that he actually reads the books too, and something, something. I don't know. It's like a, It ends up being a happy ending. I thought for sure that had to be the episode that was written
0: by Arlstein.
1: That's kind of cool having an episode about a book banning kind of thing. Like that seems kind of relevant. Kind of need days. a little more.
0: <laughs> need a little bit more of that nowadays, probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it was a little. bit. probably you could probably make that relevant at almost any point. That's because true. It was also fairly re- relevant at the time because people wanted yeah. to ban. Like, well, the, the Goosebumps books and uh, possibly Harry Potter. I can't remember if they came out at the same time or not. Right. Right. Oh, right well, right, now right.
1: I'm a little depressed. <laughs> it's, an, it's an issue that, we haven't re- that we've known about for a while that hasn't really stopped. Austin, <laughs>
0: do you remember, perchance, what the name of the pseudo-Goosebumps books were in that episode of Arthur? To put you on the spot. The Scarier Pants Off books. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like it. I can dig it. It was a little satanic panic going on. <laughs> A
2: little bit, yeah. And then it, and then it, if I recall, it turns out at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, there actually was ghosts that were haunting what? the Whoa. mansion what? or whatever. Okay,
0: I'm convinced that R.L. had at least some notes for the episode then, if that's really what happened.
2: Yeah, that, that's part of what I was so sure. It, it, it That ep- might be a two-part episode, I can't recall, because uh, I think it's the first episode is the book banning type situation and then everyone's down with the books and they're having like a halloween party and it's haunted and then the it turns out at the end out the twist is that there actually was a ghost but nobody realizes it they think it was fake got it and i thought it had to be one or both of those if rl stein wrote uh arthur episode
0: but alas was that your first experience with R.L. Stein, or had you read a Goosebumps before that?
2: Well, apparently he didn't write the book. Oh, the yeah, he write, right, right, so. Well,
0: no, just like ever, him being around you in spirit. You right. know what I mean? Like, the essence <laughs> yeah. of it. I didn't know who R.L. Stein
2: was at the time watching it, but I, Got it. I was cognizant that it was supposed to be Goosebumps, mm. for sure. Mm. But then you ended up reading some. I did. I did. I, well, I started to read the bumblebee one. I, I went to Half Price Books and I grabbed some. I still plan on reading the other two as
0: well. Okay, that's yet. Uh, My Life as a Bee, I believe. Yeah, he turns into a bee. I can't remember exactly what the title of it why was. I, why I'm Afraid of Bees. Wow, I just totally yes, blew that yes. one. <laughs> wow. That's what it was. Okay, we have read that one. That was number 17 in the original series of like 100 books. So we probably read that about eight years ago. Right, <laughs> And I don't remember much about it. It's about it. time you read it again. It's um, yeah. definitely
2: the best one, I'm sure. Kids are scared Go. of, I think of bees, you know? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's really scary. I,
0: I feel like everyone's on our Discord, people are surprised if we don't remember something from one of the episodes. Like, we have to dump this out of our brain to make space for new ones. You yeah. Know, we're, we're like ah, Sherlock yeah. or, or Taskmaster, if you prefer a Marvel comparison. <laughs> we, we only have so much storage. And we have yeah. to dump other things. I have to clear RAM after a book is done.
2: Uh-huh. I definitely feel that. I'll have some a kid will walk up to me at a convention and they'll be like, remember in this video when you said this? I'm
0: like, no. Uh, it was like
2: eight years ago. I do not remember that. But, you know, you have to pretend like you do, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: That was great. Your videos are different in that you're a little bit more spaced out than ours, but people talk about continue videos, which we put out every week. Mm. And I'm like, there's, yes. there's no way I remember anything. I don't even remember the games we play. I look at them and I'm like, I didn't play that. There's nothing in
2: my brain. (laughs) Yep, I did daily Let's Plays for a few years as well. I would have people point it. Remember Pikmin episode 13?
1: No. (laughs) No. I think if you're the kind of person who makes wikis and stuff, like that reinforces your memory about the thing. Like you're looking for notable things. When the mic's on, you're just looking to survive. All right. If you get out on the (laughs) other side, like all, all good, but you're in fight or flight mode.
2: Yeah, exactly. I like I like looking at it like that.
0: I'm gonna look at it like that from now on. I, yeah, I'm gonna start like warming up as if I'm gonna box before I before I put a mic on in front of me from now on. It sounds fun. No
1: fluids. You get to eat one tomato before you podcast. Like
0: you're about to freestyle. Uh
1: should we talk about should we talk about this haunted car book a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let's let's turn the key. Yeah, let's let's get some meat off of this haunted car bone.
0: Shut up and drive, as Rihanna always said. Um or, or as the ta- as the tagline of this book says, ghosts. Start your engines.
1: Or as the tagline of this book says, vroom, vroom, I'm a car slash ghost.
2: (laughs) For for a split second, I was like, did the book start like that? I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. I I don't know what it is. I'll just believe anything that Paul says. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) You have a very trustworthy voice. Y- you want to you believe him.
0: I'm glad my uh, decades of practicing lying have gotten <laughs> through to you and have worked on you. Thank you.
1: So Mitchell Moynian is 12. He sure is. And he likes cars. <laughs> he sure does. His personality is cars. 100%. <laughs> he, he has one trait and it's likes cars. It's cars. He's got a
0: Chevy Impala. He's got a Firebird V8. He's yep. got a, a a Camaro. He's got doubles and triples of those because triples is best. Triples is he's best. Got, <laughs> triples is safe. He's got all of them. He's got models on the wall. But this little kid, he doesn't know what a car is actually like. He's 12. No, but, but he is also, in addition to being a car master, uh, he's a <laughs> self- Described legend. I forgot that he mentioned that. He legitimately calls <laughs> himself a brought, legend. <laughs> He's never no one that's never brought back up again that why he was a legend. And no <laughs> other kids around him, of which many that we see, we see many, many children. No one calls him a legend in person. We never hear that. No one, one bows to him or anything goes, Oh, it's the car god. <laughs> I guess
2: that's why he has it has to be self-described, you know. You, if no one else is gonna <laughs> give you the credit, you gotta give it to yourself.
0: It'll catch on.
1: I don't I don't like spending time with Mitchell. He's not my favorite goose bumps protagonist ever no. but uh i do relate to being young and trying to find your thing mm. like even if it's not a very good thing you're like hey i can tell which car which car is coming around even if i'm not looking at it like i guess i'm a car guy
0: <laughs> it is good that he recognized he has a skill and he's like well lean into it
1: they say um kids spend their young lives trying to fit in adults spend their adult lives trying to stand out oh
0: damn huh
1: i always felt kind of the opposite like i'm always trying to fucking stand out i'm always trying to showboat
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you, oddly enough and this is going to sound like a joke kevin has been saying i'm going to stand out this year you've said that many times today. i
1: have yeah this is my year of showing off. <laughs> that's
0: not a joke that
1: is a true thing that kevin has said <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to strip my stuff this year
0: <laughs> yeah well next year you'll have to describe yourself as a legend <laughs> Maybe that's what takes it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Just yell yourself as a legend, and people are going to start following into it.
2: (laughs) Well, I have to ask you guys a question real quick. Yeah, yeah. sure. Have you guys ever been so excited about something that in the process of being excited about it, you smeared spaghetti sauce (laughs) all over your face? Oh, (laughs) my God. Just wondering because I, I never, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm living a happy enough
0: life. I've never done that. Austin, I love that moment because Mitchell is so excited that he reverts into a two-year-old. He he goes back. <laughs> he deages ten years in a in like the span of an afternoon.
1: I wrote that moment down, but I think what I was more taken by was the accuracy of the '90s all-carb dinner, just like spaghetti oh, and yeah. rolls.
0: <laughs> yep, with a big old glass of juice, baby. It's the biggest part of the food pyramid. Yeah, you need all
1: of it. Yeah, you need. Now, He's if they the were if
0: they were living in Austin's world, they wouldn't have had to have the juice on the side. It would have been baked into the spaghetti. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those mm. absolute fools. The delicious purpley, <laughs> <and> goosebumps appropriate noodles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because purple's a scary color.
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: you know, as much as Mitchell's kind of a, a, a I don't know, a Dinkus. He's a bit of a Dinkus. You know who I love? I love his brother, Todd. Okay. You love him? I I, was, I
2: literally wrote down how much I didn't like him.
0: <laughs> well, as far as little brothers who, who are kind of bring up, like, you know, false leads about seeing ghosts and stuff, this is a pretty standard character, so there's not much there. But I just liked the Todd. This kid is, what, probably, like, 10, 8? I don't know. I don't know if they said his, his age. Not sure. But he's rocking an X-Files shirt. Yeah. And he solemnly says on page 7, the truth is out there. He- it, this
1: is... <laughs> This is not, like, a great family, I just want to <laughs> say, like, the dad has anger issues Without and a doubt. Is, d- mm-hmm. ends, up, ends up destroying his family's home.
2: Incompetence, incompetence issues as well.
1: Without apparently. a doubt, I was
0: going to say, he has uh, anger issues, in addition, uh, he is a danger to everyone around him and himself. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you can only be one. You can only be <laughs> incompetent
0: or a danger to everyone
2: around you. You can't uh, be both.
0: I, I like the I like the kind of combo of little boy who is always looking for signs of ghosts and the combo of the dad who is making so many broken things in the house that is causing false evidence of ghosts. Like yeah, the bookcase yeah, keeps yeah, falling down because Dad put it up wrong, but it's giving Todd all the ammo he needs. <laughs>
1: I feel like a seven-year-old wearing an x file shirt in the 90s is kind of like seeing a seven-year-old wearing a Game of Thrones shirt
0: in the nows. You should not be watching that.
1: Yeah, that's not for you, dude.
0: <laughs> I, okay, I do want to ask. So in the beginning of the book, uh, Mitchell describes himself as a legend and a car aficionado. Uh, yeah. And then he says about his brother, Todd, he says, Todd, I don't know what Todd is into. And... <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but instantly I was like, Todd likes video games. And then the next yeah. time we get, to, we get a description of what Todd is doing, and it's playing video yeah, every games. Every time. And I picked it up. I was like, Todd's into video games, and his brother is too, quote unquote, cool to realize that video games are way sicker than cars. He's making yeah. car models, which I would argue is a dorkier thing than somehow making like a car model is dorkier than making a Gundam model in my head.
1: Uh, I-, I was listening to the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack the whole time I was reading this, and it really cool. improved the experience. But, like, when uh, Todd's playing video games in the other room, Crazy Motorcycle kicked up, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> He's playing Final <laughs> Fantasy VII.
0: It could be. It's very possible in the, in the timing of this book. He was probably playing that.
1: Plants dying, Cloud.
2: <laughs> we need more cars. I may have read into this a little bit too much, but did the book insinuate that? that Todd was uh, the main character's illegitimate brother.
1: Wait, what? Oh, right. yeah, You're you're so right. It did, didn't
2: it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Austin, you haven't read a ton of these. Every time that RL likes to describe what a character looks like, he pretty much leads with clothing. It's always clothing. And Mitchell describes his brother Todd as, he's so skinny and blonde and pink. And those are the only words he uses to describe it. (laughs) Well, later he talks about how gross he
2: is. Uh, Yeah. It's like having a conversation, eating cereal. And during the conversation, it keeps interrupting with uh, the main character. I keep reading Mitchell's thoughts about how gross Todd is the entire time in between, (laughs) just scattered through. Milk, like, falling down his face. So he's skinny, he's pink, and he has milk just Sp- like spilling all
0: across his body. He's, how he's dribbled with milk. He smells of stale milk.
1: <laughs> he's basically a naked mole rat with a handsome brother's haircut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but to, to clarify, you were saying that it's because that uh, Todd is described as having a different hair color, kind of like Joffrey in Game of Thrones, take back to Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, blonde hair is the signifier that that ain't uh, Baratheon. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it didn't, It didn't. I was wondering if it would play into the story at all. Turns out it didn't. No. I thought maybe I picked up on some crazy thing. Oh, it turns out that his brother actually is
0: some, little... no, that that wasn't it. I read into it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if R.L. made something like that actually tie back in?
2: <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good yeah. thing? Yeah. His brother actually turns out to be the ghost. That would be like, sick. His parents are like, are you a brother? You don't have a brother. Yeah. <gasps>
0: that should have been what it was. We know from the minute we meet uh their new friend who we're going to get to in a little bit. I believe her name is Marissa.
2: Oh yeah, Marissa. Yeah, just so happens to show up during the every time the
0: car goes crazy, Marissa appears. It's a little obvious that she's showing up <laughs> when the car goes crazy. And there is still another twist to come after that, but it's pretty obvious. It would have been nice for RL to sneak one around on us with with X-Files Todd, but uh I don't know. Todd just wants to believe, and I'm I'm with him. He should, you know, like, let let him believe in the ghosts and the spooks. And I wrote yeah. down this quote. And I don't remember who said it. Um, I think it was Todd. And it's just ghosts always do mischief. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote that down. I, it's I actually just did what not. I do. <laughs> it's just what they do. <laughs> I, I don't know the context for it. I should have probably put some context in there. But I do love those words. I love those words. A Seems
1: lot. a bit prejudiced against ghosts.
0: I agree. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you only notice the mischief because it's chaos. Like, as far as we know, maybe ghosts are like... Tying our shoes for us when they come untied. We don't know. It. You know, think, little tiny, tiny uh, blessings. Yeah, the little...
2: Ghosts are tinkering with the slot machine, getting you the jackpot. Yeah.
1: I shudder to think of this country without hardworking American ghosts <laughs> <laughs> tying people's shoes <laughs> <laughs> <at all times.
0: laughs> Keeping America going. So this book, you know, sets us up, right? We've got the family. Yeah. We've got Todd, the, the ghost-fearing brother. They've moved into uh, recently a new... Sp- spooky house on a hill uh that overlooks a town uh the name of which i cannot remember and it doesn't matter uh, uh
1: hunter hill hunter hill
0: uh they yeah. they've moved into the into this new into this new town in a spooky house
1: sorry the the town is forest valley the the hill they are on is hunter okay okay this it. doesn't matter it no do, one cares it really <laughs> does not matter for the archivists yeah, yeah, yeah that's true for, yeah. for the for people who are fact checking for the jo- for actually. some
0: some some wild genius has probably built a like national atlas of (laughs) goosebump books with like top topography and like elevations (laughs) tracked to it i
1: we don't even know where we are really they moved from i thought they moved from topeka or something like that and i I don't know where they're located currently but yeah to not get bogged down in the weeds we're trying to get to inciting incident there's a there's a fun scene early on where uh the brakes are cut in dad's car when he's riding with mitchell and uh they they crash into a tree, which would, would probably be a deadly crash if this weren't the beginning of a Goosebumps book. Yeah.
0: I gotta say pretty bold move to use car-based true horror. And I think this book is filled yeah. with not actual scary ghost moments. It tries and it's it get it, it's, you know, it swerves close to some some horror, but it does not <laughs> ever hit. Uh the scariest <laughs> well, parts nice, are Nice fall. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to die
2: in the car crash. I'm going to die. I'm going <laughs> to die. This car <laughs>
0: crash is so real. And like how many times does Mitchell smash his head into a ceiling or door or uh dashboard of a car in this book?
1: The several times. I think a lot the of blood the, blood drama. the main horror of this book stems around uh a thing that you don't understand. That is dangerous that you just have to trust when you do a thing, it will do the thing you want. Like there's a lot of scenes where he hits the the gas and nothing changes or he hits the brake and it goes faster. Right. It's like, you know, the thing is supposed to work a certain way, but you don't know how the thing works for all of Mitchell's like car legend status he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't demonstrate any knowledge about engines he just kind of knows makes and models of cars so he doesn't he
0: kind of knows what any kid who's played one car racing video game understands about cars <laughs> right yeah. right he he you know he certainly considers himself a legend of cars
1: but cars do not respect Mitchell no <laughs> Uh, and, and after the crash, like it's kind of like viscerally real where his dad like stumbles out and vomits and then like he just pukes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and, and then Mitchell asks in a really like slapsticky kind of moment, So we're we getting a new car now? <laughs>
0: I took note of that moment as well because of the seriousness. Because they like, they're like, Oh, are we okay? Everyone okay? And dad, like gets out of the car and falls to his hands and knees and vomits. Uh and then and then Mitchell does that line. And I was like, I, I guess we're it's like a Marvel undercutting of a very se- a Marvel movie undercutting of a very serious moment with a joke. Uh I was
1: so proud of RL at that moment because that's like he did comedic timing right.
3: Like uh-huh. he, he
1: yeah. did a he did a juxtaposition. Like uh, dude, you did a li- you did her literature. You did one literature in this book. <laughs> As
2: I had only read the bum- uh, the Bumblebee book before this, uh-huh. for a split second, I was like, is. I mean, obviously, the main character is not going to die. I don't think it was going down <laughs> in that direction. I, w- I was like, is dad or Todd might be dead here?
1: That's an interesting thought, though, Austin, because, like, we had a car and we potentially almost had a ghost to haunt it. So that could have been the setup to the haunt. Yeah, oh, my that God. Was actually, that was subconsciously
2: <laughs> yeah. partially what I was thinking. Like, maybe Todd is actually the ghost or something. I kept wanting cool. Todd to become this character that was, like, Super vital to the spookiness of the story, but kind (laughs) of didn't really pay off like that. No,
0: most of the kids, the little brothers or sisters are just there for a couple chapters of like... I sicked a dog on you, haha! Like little jump scare face. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: and in the bumblebee one, it was like, "Wow, you're so lame."
0: <laughs> the sister is just way not not as lame as the bumblebee kid. That's pretty much <laughs> the the sole purpose of any chi- uh, child's like siblings in these books is to be lame to
2: emphasize a very specific point, right? Or yeah. story
0: narrative, a lameness foil, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they they almost die, uh, and, but thankfully uh, Mitchell's wishes are granted, and a new car is coming out of this deal. Uh, and Mitchell is ready to rock. He gets into the into this newspaper, and he's he's circling different cars, and he finds a great deal, which with a uh, a mention of name your own price. To which, okay, here's a. So, you know, we were talking about words we don't, or f- phrases that we don't really know the meaning of. Dad calls it a come on, which is a very different thing to <laughs> me. I don't know think I've ever heard. the <laughs> So, like, a, like I guess a, a false advertisement can be called a come on. Did you guys ever hear that before? This moment didn't stick out to me enough to, to remember <laughs> Vague, vaguely, I guess I always interpret that phrase as, like, it's a come on in that, you know, you finally, you go to that person or whatever who's leading you along. Uh-huh. And then when, when the other shoe dra- hits, drops, you're gonna be like, oh, come on. Oh, I see. it's a, You're like, oh, come on. I get it now. ah uh, come on, man. Is this a dad thing <laughs> that I didn't know about? I don't know. There's a little, there's a lot of good dad stuff in here. I actually, I actually really like the dad character for just being, not just a klutz, but, like, he... He's he's killing himself constantly. Yeah. I, I kinda like this he's dad. A, he's a danger to himself and everyone around him. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if imagine if Tim from Home Improvement, Tim Taylor, yeah. was like when he accidentally, you know, fires himself into a bunch of drywall, you're like, I think Tim just died. That, isn't that how this, <laughs> that show ended? I thought maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs>
1: a very special episode. The very
0: special one might have been that Tim Tim finally got killed by a bunch of like uh, he made a super lawnmower and it ran over himself. <laughs> I thought Wilson came over and shot him with a gun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now I want to watch this show again. <laughs> sounds a lot more interesting than I remember.
0: <laughs> so they go to this this house, uh, Mister Douglas's house, who is uh, selling this car. He's
1: uh, he's from the Creepo Depot, if I'm being honest. You think so? <laughs> Yeah, he. I just pictured him super disturbing looking based on the description. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he's he's wearing a flannel and, and coveralls, and you know that or uh, overalls, and you know that's fine. That's a cool look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's described as like his eyes are really blue and small, and he's got a permanent O mouth. What's and the, that's just
0: what's the O mouth about? What is that? Can you guys picture that? Because I could not picture anything.
1: I just I don't I I just pictured him making an O with his mouth at all times, and that's weird and off putting.
2: <laughs> he doesn't like. He's so chill that he doesn't feel it necessary to close his mouth around others.
0: I thought he was pretty sick,
2: honestly. I like the guy. <laughs> nothing
0: nothing to hold back is what you're saying. Nothing to hide. Also loves bacon. Who doesn't? He smells like bacon, which is a good smell, I think. So, yeah. Well, points. yeah. As, I, not if a person smells like it. <laughs> no, probably not smelling like it, but I, I was referring to the opening. there's some of the scene where, yeah, they show up at, at this guy's house, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mitchell smells uh, cooked bacon going on in the kitchen, which I just thought. Was worth stepping out for a second in that, you know, thinking about where what is actually happening in this scene. Mm -hmm. What we Uh we know is like, I put out a paper listing to to basically put a cursed car in some other people's hands. Right. I have a lot of emotional baggage attached to this car, which we'll delve into. God, I really need some fucking salted pork (laughs) right now.
1: You know, I wonder if that was supposed, uh, this is maybe giving her all too much credit, but I wonder uh-huh. if that was supposed to be a hint about Marissa. Oh, he,
0: like burning flesh. <laughs> no, I mean like. <laughs> That's, oh, like burning flesh.
1: Yeah. yeah there, there was someone else in the house, so he could leave the bacon unattended.
2: Yeah, someone had to be cooking it. I see uh, yeah. Because bacon will burn up real fast. Exactly.
1: So. You have to monitor that bacon. You
2: guys don't just like walk away from your stove and just let it cook for a while? <laughs> Yeah. When the smoke stops,
1: that's when it's ready. <laughs> I like to look at bacon in the morning. I like to hyper focus on it.
0: <laughs> I agree. It gives you something to love in the morning.
1: Thank you for doing this bacon
0: detour with me. I just wanted to really call yeah. out that moment. You're welcome. Interesting detail. <laughs> and it's I'm glad you brought up Marissa because we'll we'll get to her soon, but I I never I don't know. I didn't like when even when I found out that she lived with Mr. Douglas, spoiler alert for later in the book. Uh I did not expect her to I, I don't know. I just it never like clicked. It never really made sense to me that she lived there. So it's interesting that you say that 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 this is actually like a little bit of a a sneaky uh detail that RL put in there to kind of, you know, maybe give us a little bit of a hint.
1: Yeah, this whole scene it, like gains a lot of context when you know how the book ends cuz uh you what you think is happening is uh he's selling them a haunted car because all you know at this point is the book's called the haunted car <laughs> mm-hmm. and so when there's this kind of fucked up moment where mitchell says i can drive in four years and mr douglas kind of like yes. looks away and <laughs> yeah. bites his
2: oh my god i
0: hadn't thought about that jesus
2: yeah, that moment stuck out to me too. It's like, oh, this is looking a little. sus. he starts to
1: cry. Yeah, he starts yeah. to cry, and I'm like, is he conflicted about killing a kid with a haunted car? That's like really fucked up. <laughs>
0: that's how I read it. Yeah, like he's gonna be a mor- He's like, he's gonna be a murderer in four years. He's like, a, he's yeah. like, I'm well, a no, pre- I think that's your. Yeah, that's the initial that you're supposed to read. It is like this guy's feeling guilt over passing a curse. Right,
1: but, but he's not. He doesn't know the car's haunted. He's mourning, uh, um, Becca, Becca, who, his evil daughter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <terrible> I love. <laughs> I, we're gonna get to it, but I love that Becca's sister calls her evil after she's been dead for like a year or something. Yeah. Like <laughs>
2: Well apparently she was right. I just env- envision that's all she ever said when she was alive. Too. I mean it's all it's all she says as a ghost so you're
0: probably right. <laughs> um so yeah he he tears up and he's like oh, he's like I can't Take it anymore? Uh, look, I've got the notary public here in my house. I will uh, we will sign the paperwork and get this taken care of. Please take this car off my hands uh, for five thousand dollars.
1: Five thousand nine or five thousand two thousand dollars. Two thousand so. dollars.
0: So who knows what that is? I was a little annoyed that he's he did you know to be honest he did actually give a bit of a come on because he had said <laughs> name your price, and then right. now he's like well how about five thousand? I can't believe the dad didn't go well. Well how about two hundred dollars? <laughs> dad did give in after dad talked a big game about not buying anything that day. He did go for the first offer when he probably could have with the tears and the sadness that man was showing in front of him probably oh, could, he have. could have played into it. So yeah, I, yeah. My, I don't know about your guys' parents or any of your role models that teach you how to like, my dad put a lot of rules about when you buy a car, you have to like neg that seller real hard. <laughs> you have to like, show no emotion. The, the fact that while they're looking over this car and Mitchell's just like, wow, it's so cool. I did that one time when I was a kid and my dad pulled me aside and was like shut the fuck up we don't like this car So like I thought we did he's like no no we want the seller to he didn't say fuck but he basically was of, course, of course and you know he's like yeah we need to we want to make it seem like we're not interested don't help him and like yeah Mitchell's blowing it for dad in terms of negotiation you
2: know? like literally cartwheeling about to break his spine on the yard
0: <laughs> he's doing cartwheels around the house
2: you guys never been so excited you cartwheel <laughs> I can't say that I have uh, I can't not
1: lately not lately <laughs>
0: Luckily, I'm not sure how it would go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could be dangerous depending on the circumstance.
0: I don't know. I mean, I haven't bought a haunted car anytime recently, so I have, maybe I would get very excited <laughs> in, in Cartwheel if I bought one. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> uh they buy, they end up buying the car though. They buy it, they go for it, they bring it home, and this is when uh Mitchell reverts into a, a, a I don't know what happens to Mitchell here, but, but he is slathering spaghetti sauce all over his face at dinner. <laughs> Loss of motor control. Loss of motor control. Maybe the ghost is inside of him already a little bit. He uh, just keeps saying, vroom, vroom, I want to go. Like, yeah. I'm a vroom, vroom boy. Yeah, he says that over and over again at dinner. Uh, and That was my favorite part. That was, I, uh, but I'm a vroom, vroom boy. That was the best <laughs> I put a I put my bookmark on that page to go read it again later. <laughs> I underlined that part. It was definitely. I'm gonna come back and read that a couple more times.
1: He's so excited. He's so ex- he's so pumped that they have a cool car now because the car, like he, he all but sings "Grease Lightning" as he as he sneaks outside to go uh-huh. sit in the car.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can't. He he's looking out longingly at the car, which is beautifully framed in light and glistening, and it's like a winter's eve with a cloudless sky and he he goes outside to the car and the car uh, have any of you guys seen the trailer for the movie Skinamarink I've seen *Skinnerink*. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay seen, in the trailer there's this creepy voice that says in this house yes in this house yes. and it's very creepy i the car speaks to him and i heard it in that voice uh. oh that's so that's so much scary but side side tangent can't believe after seeing Marink, they never say in this house what? in the movie yeah. That's the scariest part of the trailer.
1: <laughs> it was. I, I, I like what's happening here with uh, with Mitchell sneaking out to like, you know, just kind of have some alone time with the car. And I'm like, yeah. When you're a kid, materialism is super cool. Like getting it is. a whole new, yeah. new thing. It is. It rules.
0: Like just sitting and being near the material feels nice. You haven't read Fight Club yet to question your idea of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: or like when you're driving home from like Babbage's and you have like the the game but you you can't play it yet and you're just looking at like the packaging and the manual and all that
0: that's why we like smells of things like the smell of magic cards is like oh yeah is like a little (laughs) commercialism drug that I can take that takes me back to that time
1: we, yeah, we just want to be in the commercialism as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. You helped me realize now that like when I was a kid, whenever the few times my dad got a new car or like, a, you know, a, a new used car, uh, it was like, oh, this it, it smells so cool. Look at the leather so clean. And now anytime I get a, a new car, I'm like, this has to be well preserved. And this is I'm anxious now. I'm anxious about keeping this in good condition.
1: And Chad, you're getting new cars constantly. Like they're I'm just constantly up. every
0: six. You know what? It's I'm like Steve Jobs, where I just get a new car every six months because I don't want to have a license plate. You guys know about that, about Steve Jobs? <laughs> no, I actually didn't know that about Steve Jobs. He, he hated having license plates on his car, so he just wanted the paper. Yeah, or like he didn't even want. There's some. There's some law in California where if you've had the car for less than six months, you don't have to put a license plate on it. So he just kept buying or leasing new cars every six months. Yeah, when you buy a car, you get that little piece of paper, the registration. You put it in your back window before you get your. Yeah, plan. I assume he just ate the paper.
1: Hey, I think we can all agree that's super relatable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. why we love him. It's why we all. It's why we all worshipped his product. <laughs> so we, we all worship. We all do an all fruit diet, just like him. Mm-hmm. He was really the best.
1: Yeah, and then our first scare happens. Austin, do you want to walk us yeah, through yeah, yeah. The, the the first encounter with with the ghost?
2: Well, I don't know if I could do it quite as well as you guys, but he I mean you got this <laughs> he gets in the car and it's like I found it interesting when he was getting in the car, he keeps being like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, but I am doing it. It's like I'm making <laughs> it just almost I know it's supposed to be like the ghost uh-huh. yeah. that is making him do it, but in my head, I kind of read it as, like, just an excuse. Like, oh, no. I just, he really wanted to get in the car, so he's like, oh, it's making me... I I kind of agreed with the parents, I think, to an extent that it was actually him doing it. Uh-huh. But yeah, th- this is the first incident when he gets in the car and, uh... What? It's not the one where it gets cold. No, no it's no, the first that's... one. The fir- is that the first one where he gets goes on the crazy joyride where he almost gets in a wreck.
1: This first one, he gets locked in. Right. This one actually like kind of escalates a little bit where he's just kind of locked in the car and he hears like a girl's laughter. I think.
2: Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. the cold one with his friends that happened after that. Oh yeah, that one was wild.
1: And then uh, he's rescued by a hot topic goth. <laughs> <laughs> That one wasn't real
2: I wasn't really afraid at this point. There were no. parts of the book where it was scary where like like you guys mentioned earlier when they're in like about to get in a car crash or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. I didn't find the oh no, I'm locked in. It's like oh, okay, well Well that oh. sucks. You still have to sleep in the car. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to sleep on those comfortable leather
0: seats oh well. <laughs> He yeah. clearly wanted to anyways, so... The stakes for me were a little bit low. Like, you're locked in, you're in a heated garage, the car's not running, so there's no danger. Most of your parents are going to come out in a couple hours and be like, where's, where's Mitchell? Oh, okay. No, he's laying yeah. in the car that he's in love with. Got it. Yeah, I, I I think you're kind of right, Austin. Where it's like almost like, oh no, I'm locked in the car. I can't get out. Too bad. And he's just lying to
2: himself. Yeah, I mean, he did just smear spaghetti sauce on his face <laughs> from this uh, car a little while ago. So I did have a hard time believing the ghost thing. At first, uh, yeah, he's very good at lying. Until I saw that I'm evil slip
0: in the in the dash. But <laughs> then I was sold at that point. That was an incredible moment. The I'm evil note, <laughs> which who
2: wrote that? <laughs> did, did, did the ghost
0: did I the guess. ghost write it did the dad write it and put it in
1: there no Becca must have wrote it before she died <laughs> oh hey,
2: I played some of these like phasma phasma games and the ghosts can draw sometimes so okay it, it could be a certain type of, of spirit a drawing ghost <laughs> got it yeah some of them are
0: really good at it <laughs> Um according to these games I don't know if that's well. the way it is with real ghosts but well now you're making me realize uh not to jump too far ahead but t- speaking of drawing the mm-hmm. part where where Mitchell's like obsessed with the car mm-hmm. and just draws the car a bunch of times. Uh-huh, yeah, he gets po- oh yeah. he gets possessed by the thought of the car. That was another one
2: of those subtle moments where it's like did the ghost make him do it or is he actually just kind of weird? <laughs> I lean
0: towards the weird on on every one of those situations. I agree. I I think a lot of the moments were just him being like weird about cars.
1: We just don't know how good he is at drawing cars. Like, is he good at drawing cars for a 12-year-old? Or is he, like, doing these incredible photorealistic pencil drawings of a car?
2: Concept art for, like, a race car TV show or
0: something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Highly detailed, and he drew it multiple. I think he said like twenty or thirty times. It's like, yeah, he had no idea he was doing it. it here's the thing: the <laughs> teacher's not encouraging him. If she's seeing these beautiful car drawings and she's just being and she's upset that he's not paying attention in history, she should be encouraging him and his and his hobby. Well,
2: apparently that that's the answer. They weren't good, otherwise she would have been <laughs> like, oh man, don't even bother, just keep working on this. But it, she didn't react that way, so it must not be that good. Leave
0: school, kid. You've got it. You've already got a future. You're already going. <laughs> well, this
1: one you didn't even draw it. You just wrote down the words cool car and he misspelled it. <laughs> so he meets Marissa who lets him out of the locked car right uh, Marissa Medin and she's just moved in or so she says
0: she is described with her clothing this time
1: yeah is she wearing like bracelets or has like blue nails or whatever well
0: that was the thing right so the bu- in the book uh, the car is described as blue with uh, white trimmings and all types of- yeah. we see it on the cover and it's it is a blue car uh, but she shows up wearing a blue vest, and she has blue nails. So in my mind, I was like, Whoa. "Oh, this is the car- this is the car ghost."
1: RL did two literatures in this book,
0: <laughs> at least. <laughs> this is his
2: his most literate book for sure. Austin, congratulations! <laughs> it's I might as well not read anymore
0: after this. Yeah, no, you're pretty good.
1: <laughs> this is the best he's got. Um, Mercer just kind of disappears, and uh, Mitchell's like, "Oh, that's weird." And uh, Todd comes out to snitch on him, but they sneak back in to find their dad electrocuting himself on, a, uh, on an exposed wire. Yeah, that part was actually kind of scary. <laughs> it was horrific.
2: The dad is yeah. smoking. He's standing up like a figure, like, in a weird position with his
0: arms out or whatever. Yeah, at first they think it's a ghost. Oh, no, it's just my dad dying. It, he is about <laughs> to become a ghost. Whew. That was a close one. He was almost a ghost.
1: It, that That moment is so like real and jarring, it kind of makes you forget about the really boring ghost encounter that just uh-huh. happened
0: <laughs> the The true horrors of this book really it's dad is is suffering the true horrors of this book. Dad gets put through the ringer in this one,
1: yeah, but he sucks he's not a very good dad
0: oh he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to build things.
2: He's doing his best, and he's just mad because he can't do it right for his family. No,
1: you know? yeah, yeah. Being a father isn't about effort; it's about results. All right. Damn. 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 It's a meritocracy damn. for heaven.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this happens. Dad almost dies. Quick thinking, Mitchell. Grabs some rubber gloves and uh, it unplugs the <laughs> which Dad was not using. No, I guess. and I don't even know what was going on. Like, there's there's a running theme of there's a a wire that's bad in the house <laughs> that Dad keeps talking about. <laughs> which is the one that almost kills him. Uh, he he pulls it out, saves his dad's life. Dad falls over and he like, can barely talk. Uh, mom comes out. She's upset. And then we jump to the next part of the book. And uh, Mitchell has already forgotten about dad's near-death experience and is back to dreaming about <laughs> the haunted-ass car.
2: He's clearly used to his dad's near-death experience. That's fair. He's had two in his, like first quarter of the book. So he's obviously used <laughs> to it. We're not
0: exaggerating either. Like The electrocution description was like, I'm trying to find it. It was like his, his lips had like pulsed purple and his skin was yeah. red. He definitely like suffered some permanent damage to his body. Yeah, that was probably other than some of the car scenes, the
2: scariest part of the book. Arguably the scariest part.
0: You make a great point too. He does change because for the rest of the book, he co- refers to him as my purple dad throughout the rest of the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was almost the title of the book, but the car ended up being more prominent. My, my purple, purple dad. dad. <laughs> um yeah, the the only thing I wrote down about the dream ballet is that we have another example of a, a rat-think-style ghost driving a car all crazy. So
0: it's, it's a very evil ghost. They let us know many times. Uh, so they go back to Mitchell, and he's dreaming of the car again. He's already forgotten his dad. His brother comes in, clearly affected by the near death of his father, uh, <laughs> and says... Mitchell, what happens if you die in a dream? <laughs> Clearly <laughs> ruminating upon his father's near death. And
1: <laughs> I forgot about this scene entirely. It's so dark. It is
0: incredibly dark. Mitchell just like pushes them off. Uh his brother is trying to connect with him and and he simply will not. Uh and he they I don't even know what this really serves. I guess he gets Mitchell thinking about ghosts
1: a little bit. Well, Mitchell's brother Todd is of the age where he's realizing his own mortality,
2: <laughs> right? Possibly related to a couple recent incidents <laughs> in his yeah.
1: life. Yeah, yep. And uh, he's beginning to ask some questions, and also some high functioning anxiety that'll mm-hmm. develop later on in life. Yep. But uh, I think uh, I think it's just a what ha- what happens after you die sort of sort of thing. Yeah, it's great. You know, just a classic conversation between two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you no one knows what happens when you die in a dream, scientists still can't tell you. (laughs) Mitchell goes to school, draws the car, uh, he begs his dad to take him out again in the car, he's not put off by the, the, the weird getting locked in the car experience.
0: Mitchell's okay with it, he hasn't bought into this thing being haunted yet. In fact, Todd is saying over and over again that this is a haunted car, that, because... Todd, Todd's been reading a lot of Goosebumps books or uh, Scare Your Pants uh-huh. Off books. Yeah, you,
1: you know, it's wild that he wears an X-Files shirt, which is not age appropriate, when he could have been just been wearing a Goosebumps shirt and had like a self-promo in the work, but okay.
0: R.L. Stein is above that. He yeah. won't self-promote. <laughs> <laughs> he simply wouldn't like, have. Yeah, I got this Goosebumps shirt to Target. That. It was $9.99. <laughs> <It'll be> now. <laughs> also, I love that you, says he, you say he told you that. I like to imagine that you were watching that Arthur episode And uh, he turned to the camera and was like, I would never self-promote with it.
2: By the way, just unrelated to the story happening, I would never do that.
0: I would never sell out. I would never do that. So Mitchell hasn't bought into this being a haunted car yet, and his friends show up. This was before the I'm Evil sticker, uh, yeah, right? right yeah. Yeah. It, it hasn't
2: revealed itself to him. So when it- Todd's not sick yet. No. So they're not going to get the... Well, they're not getting the Advil. I forget what they were doing. No, yet. they never would. Ice cream, and ice cream and... Uh... And milk. I, I don't know if anyone else notices, but I just love the idea that, like, oh, Todd doesn't need the aspirin. It never says that they
0: have aspirin for Todd, who's sick. It's no, <laughs> just doesn't... he doesn't need it. <laughs> he doesn't need it. If he's anything like his father, his body will need to fight death constantly so we must train him young
1: (laughs) they're they're getting another home defibrillator in case dad tries to repair a thing again (laughs) and they're out in a rainstorm and they can't find the button that starts the windshield wipers super relatable very relatable Mm -hmm. Uh, hashtag relatable content (laughs) Mitchell looks in the glove compartment finds a note that says I'm evil and it, what a what a chilling moment! <laughs> I cackled.
0: I, I don't laugh often reading these books. That that really cracked me up. That, yeah, I wrote down a
2: note. It just literally wrote, "I'm evil." <laughs> that's I wrote the exact same, <laughs> same thing. To, I actually wrote, "I'm yeah. evil." Note. <laughs> that's all I put on. I thought about elaborating to for myself in the note, but I'm like, nah, that's all.
1: I just need the
0: I'm evil. Might, you might forget later. Am I evil? <laughs> Look at the note. Ah, oh, I'm evil.
1: Okay, cool. All <laughs> all I could think of was, and this th- this is for no one. I'm just saying this for myself. All I could think of was. Was, uh the national song conversation 16 wh- where the chorus has uh the guy from the national singing in a super deep beautiful voice I'm evil and I'm like yeah
0: <laughs> every every national song sounds like a spooky song agree yeah, yeah it does he's he's spooky Frank Sinatra for sure <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah man. He kind of is. So, in this reign, I think Dad had an interesting turn of character where, if I remember right, he pulls over to the side of the road to figure out... Yes. ...where the button is. But... (laughs) Everything else in his life has been very much just, just grabbed the bare wire without any gloves right. on an interesting uh, right. change for him. Yeah.
2: Well the electri- the near electrification <laughs> yeah. or electrocution electric <laughs> the near electric elec- he almost died <laughs> to electricity the prior night, yes. so yeah. he's finally had that moment that went a little too far. He's second
0: guessing he's himself. He's yeah. like, I cannot change any further colors. I'm just gonna stay purple yeah. for the rest of my life.
1: So he realizes that father type is weak to electric type. <laughs> <laughs> and his mortality looms, uh, so he pulls over. Then nothing really happens. I
0: think um, Mitchell's friends show up. Right, this is where Mitchell's friends show up to yeah, see the car. That's the
1: next note I have. I forget if they just drive home after he finds the I am evil note. I don't think anything else really. I They just come
2: back home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forget Alan... when that friends come into play. I believe that. I
0: believe it's here. I believe they show up. And they're like, You yeah. keep talking about this car and that you're a legend of cars and we <laughs> and we we need to be we need this bear witness. So he's like, Oh so yeah, let me show you the the cool cars. So they go outside and they get in and this Austin is the frigid part?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Alan, Steve, and Todd are all locked in the in the car. This part was actually a little sp- spooky. It, this is
0: there were uh, quite a few parts. I agree with you with like the kid getting sucked into the car. Like I think it could have been him just giving himself excuses to do what he wanted to do. But it also is like kind of yeah. a cool ghost element where it's like. Possessing him and make it, forcing him to be to enter it like that part is spooky and the things that happen around that are actually pretty spooky. Except yeah, for, he wasn't. Just to clarify, he wasn't like vacuumed into the car. He was like compelled. compelled. Yes, compelled. If it
2: was the <laughs> if they made it a TV episode out of it, he probably would have been vacuumed
0: in. Yeah, no one, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would been cool. No kid could be like coerced. They need to be forcibly pulled into the car on TV. <laughs>
2: the cold though, that's when it really got real to me. That's when I I kind of like sat up in my chair after that. I mean, actuals laying down, but
0: <laughs> you know, metaphorically, I sat up in my chair. I was just gonna say, like, I, you know, this part where I guess the stakes are: these kids who we've never really talked to much are now all going to freeze to death because the AC is blasting arctic cold at them. I was like, this is pretty impressive. They
1: can't even breathe.
0: It's it's so cold. Which I don't think I've ever been in cold that cold. Have you guys?
1: I knew a few folks who liked to blast the AC a little too hard, and it felt rude to correct them on it. So, so you've
0: had hard uh, <laughs> hard breathing <laughs> yeah.
1: times. I- I've suffered as they have suffered. <laughs> just, I was just
0: impressed with the car's engineering that, you know, it must have clearly been, like, just topped off with some Freon, and it's it's not going to be that cold after the after you do it again, but...
2: Well, I, I figured it had to be, like, the chill of the ghosts, because, you know, they yes. that's what they would say. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure the ghosts turned the AC on, too, just to, like... Yeah. For the effect, but I figured it had to be the ghost chilling. Yeah,
0: the ghost definitely turned yeah. on the AC to plus up their chilling ghost effect, for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was only like 10% the AC but 90% the ghost, but that extra 10%, you can go along It way. really
1: sells it. Yeah. yeah. And it and everyone's blaming Mitchell because he's sitting in the driver's seat, but the, the key isn't even in the car, and they're all locked in. Somebody calls Mitchell a dumb cluck.
0: A dumb cluck. Which it, it, I saw that too. In, in twenty twenty three is extremely close to cuck, which
1: made me start thinking about
0: cucks <laughs> and not well, clucks. I
1: was, did, I was like, did RL just write you dumb fuck? And then the editor was like, well, that seems a little blue for goosebumps. So I was gonna, out of nowhere, <laughs> like almost
2: halfway through the book, just drop the first f bomb. <laughs> I
1: think that that was his editor's like main job was just getting rid of all the cussing. Like <laughs> RL was always just spouting off and they're like, ah, oh, jeez." Well, he writes a he writes a decent children's book. We just got to cut out all the swears. I,
0: I think <laughs> I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start adapting this as an insult, because honestly, the last couple of years, I, I've been sad that the, the insult to cuck has been kind of co-opted by the alt right? right. It's a hell of a fun word to say. It really is. Fun. It's just a funny. It's just a funny word, a sound. But now I can say cluck without being tied to any red pill shit. It's just chicken stuff it's cool um, yeah you're just dumb chicken
2: Oh yeah, how did we get on this tangent <laughs> I
0: cannot even remember oh yeah the, the,
2: the you, dumb cluck, or whatever. you dumb, yeah. dumb cluck I did not even think about that word
0: at all it just was it only stuck out to me because of the come on thing earlier where I was like what is these? what are these terms he's using I do not understand this I can't figure out what he's going for
2: I, I have to, I will say I've never done a book club type situation so I'm finding it fascinating the different things that
0: we're like each of us found relevant or like like <laughs> noteworthy that we too yeah that we tapped into yeah for sure <laughs> uh, this part th- it, it ends with them getting out again i believe marissa saves them right again right yeah she opens the door yeah and uh, now we do see that for so the first time we see marissa she lets uh she lets mitchell out and it's talking to him. And then Todd comes up and distracts him. And then she disappears. So it, it very much so seems that she is a ghost. In this one, yeah. she talks to the other children.
1: Yeah. And I think Alan and, and or Steve, like, acknowledge that Marissa is there. I did also make a note.
2: Yeah, of that. Yeah,
1: because mm-hmm. Todd very
2: specifically noticed didn't see the girl the first time. So I was I actually went back and double checked to make sure that they actually did notice the girl and they did. Yeah, so they yeah.
0: confirmed. So we have to confirm that she's corporeal in some way at this point mm-hmm. or at least able to take a, a to take some sort of body shape that convinces children that she's alive so in in this moment we are unsure what she is um but they give they 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 all decide to go home and i t- they don't get in trouble yet right i think he sneaks out again the same night right yeah he, he still just like comes right back to it like, <laughs> he, he even
2: he, is like, like I don't know why I'm doing it I probably shouldn't do it but I just gotta, <laughs> I gotta do it. touch yeah. it
0: I need to feel that smooth leather <laughs> yeah this is what a lot of characters in the Fast and Furious series deal with all the time <laughs> they're compelled to enter <laughs> cars and drive fast and rob yeah. banks and stuff
1: the next encounter is, is the big one the truest horror this is the most well yeah let's 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 get through this Uh, so he gets into the car for reasons and the car Starts up this time and takes him away on a little ride. Uh, and he hears through the radio, I believe, mm-hmm. the car just kind of moaning to itself, <laughs> I'm so evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so evil.
0: It's like, You're the evilest ghost, say some evil, vile shit. Which she does eventually say to him at, <laughs> a, a, a later on, but she's le- constantly leading with, I am so evil. <laughs>
1: like really congratulatory i think the ghost
0: doth protest too much (laughs) to kind of force like i think she's really trying to compensate for me and is not actually that evil it's a front it is 100% a front but she does do some pretty evil shit in that she scares him a lot on the ride Mm -hmm. yep she parks him in front of a train Parks him in front of a train multiple
2: times a child is screaming i'm gonna die which i have to find a little bit scary and i I can't (laughs) lie like Hearing a kid think, I'm going to die. That's a little freaky. This
0: part of the book, again, validates your mom cho- your mom's choice to not let you read these books, I think. You should not be reading this <laughs> as a child. Because he gets abused in the car, too. He's thrown about in the car. Mm-hmm. He's, he's banging his head on stuff. Uh, he gets messed up. He's like his father before him. He is getting fucked up by everything <laughs> around him. <laughs> She drives him around and he thinks he's going to be thrown into the uh, oncoming path of a train and she stops the car yes. right in front of it where he watches it whiz by and he sees this light flash before his eyes.
1: And then when he drives home, the ghost dumps him out in front of his parents who are like, holy shit. <laughs> What the hell did you do? Yes, yes. And and this is the
0: one, the first one is the one where he realizes it's truly a ghost. And he also thinks it's Marissa yes. at this point.
1: But this is also when Marissa shows up to be like, maybe it's not Mitchell's fault. Maybe he didn't steal the car. Maybe something else is going on. Right. And his parents are like, shut up, strange child. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of <laughs> rightly should be. <laughs> then, uh... Yeah, he's grounded and he's in super deep trouble. This is
0: and then this is where he has the dream ballet and he he draws the uh he has the um the drawing of the car in the class, um, and he's just completely consumed. No, that was way that was way earlier? Was that early? No, that already happened. No, I think I think he has another dream of a car that's fused with electrocution. <laughs> that's right, because yeah, with his father's electrocution is sticking in the back of his brain too, because he's not processing that. It is kind of hard to. It is easy rather to get
2: these bits mixed up because the whole book is just a series of him getting in the car, something bad happening, getting out of the car. Getting in the car, something bad happening over and over and over. So get some of them mixed
0: up, Also, And it, you're right, because like in the beginning of the book, this one's kind of trucking along nicely. There's like, yeah. there's good motivation. Nice, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, I, it's going along. Like you see the motivations for each of their actions and what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like there's like obvious reasons why. Guess we're getting a new car. Yeah, they like, it's like <laughs> we got all this good stuff going on, and then this part devolves exactly like you said into just a constant refrain of like, enter car car says it's evil car does scary thing drop him off and then we kind of repeat that process until the final car showdown
2: yeah i literally forgot about that these last two car incidents weren't the same because i thought he had already been grounded at this point when the train thing happened
1: right
0: right
2: but no you're right that is why he got grounded
1: yeah so he's grounded um he goes back to mr douglas's place To try and snoop around and talk to Mr. Douglas about the car, but Mr. Douglas isn't having it. And he scopes inside of Mr. Douglas's house a picture of Marissa. Mm, Yes. With two candles next to it that says in loving memory. And he's like, oh my God, Marissa's dead. And then uh, he gets a call. Yeah, he gets a call from Marissa. He gets a call from Marissa and he's like, I know the truth. And she's like, okay, I see no reason to clarify what you think the (laughs) truth is. All right, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And. then he hangs up, and I think the car is glowing green at this point yeah, or something. The car glows yes. green at some point. So he goes down to tell the car to stop glowing, <laughs> and then he gets in the car for reasons.
2: I did like the green glowing, because as, as a kid who never got to read Goosebumps, I just associated the color green with Goosebumps. Oh, like, yeah. That is the Goosebumps color. So I really <laughs> felt like, oh, yeah. When the car started glowing green, I did get that sort of like weird... Nostalgia, or would would have, what would have been nostalgia
0: of like, yeah, I'm reading Goose. Hell yeah, the car's all green, <laughs> glowing green. That's a, yeah, it's a Goosebumps. Signature. Oh man, I'm glad you got to have that. That's sick. <laughs> it was brief, but I did have it for. Like, I'm glad we time. did this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and that's what you want to call out During the time that Mitchell is uh, grounded, he goes and talks to his brother Todd, consulting about this. And he mentions that Todd is playing uh, "You Don't Know Jack." That's yep. right. Uh, that's right. Which was a beloved trivia game that I like to play as a kid. Uh, and he's like, just really goes on. He's like, my brother loves those games. He says they crack him up. I'm like. Yeah, Cookie was really funny. It was a really good host of those shows. <laughs> Cookie is good. I still, I'm still pro Cookie. He can be a little annoying yeah. sometimes, but he's cool. Was that a paid sponsorship <laughs> that was not disclosed? It certainly felt like it. You know what? You could say that, but knowing RL, having read uh, hundreds yeah. of his books at this point, he uh, he certainly likes to put in what he's like probably dealing with in his daily life. Like his kids were probably yeah. playing the shit out of that game and. Besides, he did confirm to me
2: personally that he does not sell out, <laughs> so I guess I should remember that. That's
1: right. Yeah. RL, probably a big fan of uh, Jackbox games right now. Probably playing a lot of... Uh, or he Quick thinks Lush.
0: the kids are, or he thought the kids were when, right, he, was 40, right. when he was writing the book. <laughs> he was just ahead of his time, honestly. I like that you keep uh, threatening the idea that maybe he's selling out and then being like, no, no, no. Yeah, I forgot. He's, he would never... <laughs> no, no. He's the, you're like, he's a man of his word. He would never sell out. Yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's true. So... I forget how we get here, but he's in the car. Oh, okay. So his parents leave because they're, uh, their his aunt is sick or something like right. that. Uh, but he's grounded, so they're like, you can stay home or whatever. We don't really care. Yeah,
0: he's like, you need to take a time to cool off.
1: Sort yeah. of. <laughs> you're acting crazy. We're gonna leave you
2: here
0: with the car so we we'll cool off. <laughs> dad doesn't take the car it's insane to me that the dad doesn't take the car keys. no there uh, yeah. this kid is obviously uh he's tormented by this car and they leave him with it like it's like it's like he's got some sort of like he's like addicted to a drug and they're like we're just gonna leave you with the drug so you can have some time on your own to just ponder yeah. it and not touch it
1: mitchell and todd also scope out the house that marissa said she lived in and turns out she doesn't live there
0: that's right It's just a spooky house.
1: So parents leave and Todd is drawn once again to the ghost car where he gets in and this time there's a ghoul in it.
0: And this, this scene is actually gross and scary and I have to send y'all uh, the have you seen the other covers the like international covers of this book? I was looking at those too. This This book has some amazing other covers. Like that's yeah. a spooky image. It's not nearly as scary as what is described in the book but it is still that's pretty. That's the French cover with a cool skull decal. Yeah. I liked how it was described in the book because even on the cover this is like oh here's the ghoul's face looking right at you. I think it was originally was Marissa's in the car next to him in in the passenger seat, but she's not facing him. Right. It's almost, yeah, her back's turned to you, which is kind of a scary image to think about. And then when she turns around, her face is it's not pretty as it was before where it really called out how how she could be a TV star. Oh, that's she's... right. They say she could be a model at the beginning of it. She could be a model. Now she's her face is all full of pus and maggots and stuff. And nose worms. She's got nose worms. Nose worms. <laughs> did you guys make note of the nose worms? I did, yeah. And they were white, if I recall. The, the white nose worms. I was like, I never don't think I've ever seen dangly noseworms. That's kind of that's gross. That's really sick.
2: There was something kind of
0: creepy about
2: the picture of it in my head. That French book cover you posted is not what I was thinking. I was (laughs) imagining this like very small girl in this very large seat. just like turning around with the (laughs) goopy stuff falling on her face. Actually, it was a little bit creepy. It
0: was creepy. It was she was melting before. In fact, she does melt in the car. She starts to... uh, she show, she she turns to him and she's talking about how evil she is and stuff, and then she like leans forward, I think, and melts into a green gas and disappears
1: and weirdly, uh Mitchell isn't pumped to have visual confirmation that <laughs> something exists beyond the veil of death, like he's not being like, "Ah, cool, this isn't it." He's just like, "Ah, I'm scared <laughs> uh,
2: I am scared." <laughs> Well, I mean, she's just saying I'm evil, so he's just saying, I'm scared. Yeah. He's matching the yeah. room, the energy of the room, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So the car auto the car starts up. This is what yep. uh, Tesla has been trying to do with self-driving cars <laughs> for the last three decades. It's a fully mm-hmm. self-driving car, and it just peels out.
1: Oh, my God. We just have to put our dead in the cars. We just have to plant <laughs> the cars, and then they'll drive.
2: Just need someone to watch over it. Don't let <laughs> Elon
1: hear this. Uh the ghoul reveals that she died in this car and she says, I was only 14. To which Mitchell replies, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: like trying to yeah, I like he's trying to negotiate one upper, like,
0: oh, oh well, you know, actually <laughs> I mean you got you had a little more time than me. It's a little more unfair for me <laughs> to die right now. Give me two more years, it'll come back, and we'll do this car ride again. We'll loop back, we'll touch base. Uh, I like that she, he says this to her, and then she's like, I was close to your age, and then I killed myself by accident by driving a car... Too fast, <laughs> so you have to die. So now I must punish others. Yeah, yeah, I did find that a little funny as well.
2: It's like, oh, uh, can we stop and talk about this? Because your logic actually is not really making much sense right here. Your...
0: Yeah, this entire time in the the book, I was kind of curious of like even when you didn't know if necessarily the ghost was possessed of the car or the car was sentient, like a Christine. Like, why don't uh-huh. think the car. You know, when she was like taking it for the test, the the the, the drill, thrill ride. And almost hit the train is like I don't think the car wants to be destroyed because if the car is destroyed, then the ghost is destroyed. Mm-hmm. How did the car
1: sustain no damage f- from the death of Becca?
0: I assume that it must have just got fixed up. I guess which is which means that. that yeah, which means that he the seller did a lot of um, disservice. Right? He didn't he didn't disclose that on Carfax. It had been a previous yeah. accident. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's why you need that fox. What's that fox? Damn fox. Yeah, it's Carfax fox. <laughs> box. Yeah, that's <laughs> sponsored by Carfax. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. The end of the book is just a commercial for car cars. <laughs> I actually did find it super weird. I felt it would have been a lot spookier and made the sad dad thing make more sense. Not that the dad wouldn't be sad either way, but make <laughs> right. the whole like sad, got to get rid of the car thing make more sense if the dad had been the one driving it. Right. I mean, it would have been- uh. But like she, because she was just so evil that the book wanted to like n- nail that home that she took the car and went off in this crazy what, driving what's, spree.
0: What's that great old viral video where like that eight-year-old boy got arrested for driving a car and he's like, I just wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> That's her energy. That is 100% Becca's energy.
2: I guess what RL was thinking was that he wanted it to kind of be equivalent to the main character Like he wants. Uh. Like, you hey, Better watch out because this could
0: be you in the future.
2: Uh. I still think it would have been way better if it was... The dad got in an accident, and then the girl died. She didn't necessarily have to be evil when she was alive. She could have just been evil in and, in and, and death, but
1: you know, oh well. That would have been more kid powery, I think. If it was the dad's fault all along, like that would have been kind of interesting.
0: And it would it would have made actual sense because ultimately, when we get to the end of this book, none of it really makes any sense. Uh, <laughs> let's take this one in for a landing. Yeah. Let's pull this into the driveway. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Let's pull it under the tennis ball that hangs inside of the
1: garage. <laughs> That's what that's for. Um we get home and the whole house is on fire. And uh Mitchell says to the ghoul, uh, oh my god, you saved my life. You did a really good thing. And she goes, No, I'm evil. I I can't I, I I'm evil and he's like, Nah, thanks, dude. I'm gonna live. <laughs> High five. Can
0: I read the can I read this quote Yeah. Because I think it's so fucking funny and how cartoonish it is. Yeah, I yeah. love it but you say like I failed I failed she shrieked ripping out hunk after hunk of her hair her inky black eyes turned to me glowing with hatred I have failed I have accidentally done good and now I must pay now I must die forever
2: <laughs> it really seemed like RL was trying to pull this one into the driveway too at the end like okay let's just wrap yeah.
0: this up <laughs> yeah
1: like, wow, yeah. page count already? All right, let's ship this out. And if you
0: think about what she says, the implied darkness of what she says, she says, it was revealed to Mitchell that there is life after death. And then you find yeah. out, oh no, you can actually die forever if you if you accidentally <laughs> do the wrong thing when you're dead. Yeah. If you do what the opposite of what you were trying to do while you're dead,
2: you, you die, die forever. forever. <laughs> you can't flip-flop as a ghost. <laughs> yeah, you really have to be careful with that. You yeah. yeah. gotta be
1: on brand.
2: Yeah. I, I love that she could have just like, turned around and then continued... Like, crazy driving but it's like ah, shit shit, i was good Uh, i guess i
0: guess this is it oh man she just screams fuck as she shrinks away
1: yeah this is this is where it's all revealed uh where marissa had a twin named becca who was evil
0: she literally says she was evil my evil sister who died
1: (laughs) and uh that's it that's literally that's why we saw a picture of uh, Marissa. It was actually a picture of Becca. I, I've been
0: trying to come and warn you about it, but I didn't tell you. And then when I called you on the phone and you said, I know the truth, I just assumed we we're on the same page.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: We figured it out. It's funny because she also says that her sister died um, and her sister was evil before she died. Uh, and then she's like, and then my sister's ghost visited me and told me that she was going to torture me and others around, based around this car. <laughs> It's pretty messed up. That's good. She
2: really was not lying, though. When yeah. the <laughs> evil thing, she she. I mean, Mitchell found cars. She found evil.
0: <laughs> Everyone yeah. has a thing. She's a know. legend of evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Mitchell's parents are like, "Well, kind of on my fault for burning down the house. The electrical wiring kind of took the whole house in flames. We were worried. Thought you were dead. We're just, we're not even mad that you drove the car because, <sighs> Oh we'll deal with that hell, problem later. <laughs> hell of a night. Yeah.
1: We'll get angry tomorrow. And Mitchell's like, I'm going to cool it on cars for a little while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did love that. The moral of the story was if you're really into something, just don't. You could get killed.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, stop. <laughs> stop being interested it. in anything. <laughs>
2: He's just like, yeah, I'm going to maybe play baseball, I guess. Yeah, I'll get into <laughs> baseball or hockey or something, he says. Yeah, so he apparently had these backed up in his mind because he pulled them out pretty quickly as alternatives. So he'd already been thinking about like exiting his car fandom forum and <laughs> joining the MLB forum.
0: He had a car exit strategy for sure. <laughs> he, it, they fall asleep and they wake up uh, at their neighbor's house the next morning and a, uh, a mechanic is coming out or, or from the garage to fix the car. And when he opens the car uh to find because they say, "Oh, the car you know, needs a little bit of work, he's like, "Well, this thing will never work. It doesn't have a battery inside." And that is our that is our grand twist at the end of this book <laughs> not Not anything about like the ghosts that definitely lived in there or anything like that. just that Dad is going to figure it out because the only explanation for the fact that this car was able to drive these past couple days without a battery is ghosts
1: yep that's it like it'd be cool if they found like a severed head or something connected to where the battery should be or something gruesome like
0: that <laughs> oh man it's like there's a there's a child i I honestly kept think we're gonna find out that like the girl was in the car like literally in the car like Snowpiercer or something. Ooh. If, if, if
2: Goosebuds was written in 20, the 2020s, that would have happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: This, this would have, they needed the 2020s edge, but we couldn't have this back in 1999. Yeah. They, people were already uh, trying to get these books canceled back in the day, which you know, <laughs> don't so. give them more. As, as kind of like a, a low impact finale. I kind of liked this compared to so many other ones we've ended. Okay. Where it's just like, yeah. and then I woke up and I was a car. Yeah. Austin. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a haunted car. Oh no. Uh, uh, Austin, when you finished the B book, I can't remember how that one ends. Does that end with a twist ending? Do you remember? Oh, no, I didn't finish it. Oh, you it. didn't
2: finish it. <laughs> I got it? I got about 70% of the way through, and then it was like, oh, no, we're doing this one. So that's when I switched okay, to the other one. Okay, So I still have yet to actually finish the B B book. I don't know if he un- unturns
0: from a B. A B. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, here's the beautiful thing about Goosebumps books. They tend to end with a with a twist. Usually... Uh, Ch- Chad made a joke about the kid turning into a haunted car. That's actually highly likely in one of these books. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of hoping that he remained a bee because he kind of sucked. So I thought maybe he should just be a bee.
0: <laughs> or like the mechanic shows up and he's like, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. And then like he doesn't go to the car. He goes to the boy and like opens up his chest and there's like mechanic <laughs> stuff in there. This one doesn't have a heart in it. Your
1: son's a car.
2: <laughs> R.L. Stein.
1: So he opens up the car and it's full of bees, and he's like, ah, oh, it's a tie in with the other book. <laughs> Buy the other book. I mean, it's insane
0: to think that the dad bought the car without popping the hood, yeah. but whatever. Well, he did turn it on. He turned it on and he said, sounds clean. And then he was, he was clean. good. <laughs> he did say, sounds clean. i took note of that because i was like i don't think i could ever hear a car and go sounds clean and like know what a clean (laughs) sounding car sounds Mm, like Mm
3: -hmm. well
2: this guy clearly knows what he's doing (laughs) in
0: all aspects of life so he doesn't need to actually
2: look for the battery oh didn't wait didn't the dad have a change of heart or something at the end too if i'm recalling he's like yeah no now i will not make i'll make sure that I don't kill my family
3: at the end.
0: <laughs> he has, yeah, he's like, I will not be fixing. And he's like, I am hiring subcontractors from here on out. I'm going to, what is that? Uh, the, the Angie's List. I'm going to angieslist.com every time I need to do something.
1: <laughs> no dad would ever say that. I'm
0: going to use a certified union electrician and we'll be okay.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I love it. It was specifically, he mentioned only the electrics. He wasn't going to do anything electric anymore. That You know, that's it. I'll still do everything else. I'll still build the foundation of our new house and, you know, that probably won't cause any problems, but no more electric work for me. No more
0: things that could directly kill me or my
2: family. I think there's things (laughs) that could directly kill his family that isn't related to the electrical, but he hasn't quite learned those lessons yet because he didn't get, like, smashed by a log yet. Dad only learns by doing. Yeah, he learns from very direct, specific lessons. (laughs) Yes. As his son does, apparently, if you almost die by a car, uh, then you don't do cars anymore. Dude, like father, like son.
1: Wow. Cats in the
0: cradle. Cat in the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, Austin, what did you think of your first, uh, well, this is your first full Goosebumps reading experience then? Yes. What would you think? I liked the when the car was green. I think that should have happened more. <laughs>
2: really could have leaned on that green car thing. Yeah, because that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I did like the, the way that he was constantly looking at the car. One of you guys mentioned it earlier. About the like the
0: childlike imagine like description of how awesome the car looks, glistening the yeah, glistening in the light and stuff like that. It, in my mind, in my mind's eye, it was very a very sick car in those moments. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think as as adults, we can definitely sit back and like goof on these books, which is which is fun to do. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of what I do with like my when I like talk about Arthur episodes. Yep. Like I'm sitting there riffing on it, but like really, I actually like it. I I think if I had read this book, I mean, Cars specifically is not like a super spooky concept to me Mm -hmm. but like when the car stuff was going down even i was like oh this is not looking so good (laughs) i can imagine being like actually afraid of that or being afraid of driving in the car with my parents after that yes this would definitely induce i think a couple phobias for some kids yeah you know every kid needs a couple phobias though yeah yeah
1: like at least it's a fairly silly phobia. I mean, well, uh, I guess statistically, like, you are pretty likely to die (laughs) in the car. (laughs) can't. Jesus Christ.
3: And
2: that's that's how the book ends. R.L. Stein this like, by the way, there's a this, it's the highest percentage
0: chance of child death child right.
2: so be careful
0: if you're driving in your car while listening to this podcast please be careful everyone we love you i like to think in the tv episode where the kid gets vacuumed into the car that we've already uh, directed in our minds <laughs> that he shows up for a very special episode moment at the end to give that exact speech that austin just gave there was points in the
2: during the book where i could perfectly visually see a goosebumps episode yes like the part with a girl turning around in the car i had that like visualized in my Head. That's yeah. so... That was a
0: creepy part.
2: Yeah, sir, even even the car, like, when the car's, like, driving around, I could see just, like, the kid in this car. In my head, the car, once the kid got in the car, I don't know why, mm-hmm. but in my head, the car was huge and the kid was actually small. Uh-huh. He was, like, getting thrown around. Uh-huh. Like, like not like to an insane proportion, but, like, a little bit bigger than it should have been. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, which made it extra haunted. I, that's how I would do it if I was directing this. And he's just getting, like, slung around. And... A car that's bigger on the inside than the outside. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it is haunted. It's terrifying,
1: Emphasize the smallness of Mitchell yeah that's
2: part of what made it seem spooky Is like he's so helpless he can't yeah. even he's like not even as big as he should. sure like you can't like it can't reach like the steering wheel like, uh-huh. the yeah and, and the the horror segments had some of that aspect of like one of those dreams where you're like trying to drive the car and you can't brake and it's not working, <laughs> uh-huh. stuff like that. Yep. Or like even like you're playing some sport and you're trying to run to keep up and you just can't like and you can't figure out why. It had some of those like nightmare aspects to Absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely. I I gotta say I think this one was actually written pretty well. Uh, sometimes you'll okay. read sometimes you'll read mm-hmm. these and they will be repetitive. There were a couple moments where he did it in this one where like the kid is asking a lot of questions in a in a row and it just feels like he's kind of like buying time. Um but I think that was really minimal in this one and there were some since like severely scary things. The speakers were scary, the voice coming through the speakers which it said scarier stuff, but still a scary idea. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, the spooky ghost the spooky car rides. There was a lot of there was a lot of good spooks in this one.
1: I think I have a new theory on which Goosebumps books tend to be good. Mm -hmm. And it's boring title equals better book.
0: Hmm. Okay. I can see that.
1: Haunted car, haunted school. Like these are like these ones are more like conceptual on the inside and like stuff that sounds like like the title came first, like werewolf in the living room or whatever, tend to be kind of boring executions of the title. Yeah, more limited. Bingo
0: bango. Book's done. Got the title. I'm good right and this one's this one he had to work for
1: yeah i kind of think when he has an actual idea for a book it's better than when he has an idea for a title but that's not how goosebumps Uh
0: are made i like this theory
1: (laughs) oh well i think
0: that was a i think that was a bump guys yeah i think we bumped awesome thank you so much for joining us man it was uh you know we're a big fan of your stuff and really honored to have you on the show with us appreciate it yeah this was a lot of fun Maybe we'll do it again sometime. I mean, I haven't quite scratched
2: the Goosebumps itch. I, yeah. d- I want to watch some of the, the episodes.
0: M- I mean, most of our guests are usually so scarred from the experience that they don't want to come back. So you saying that is, <laughs> means a lot.
2: I have not been scarred enough yet. Maybe later on if I'm like... Uh, Turning my computer off and then going about to go to bed and, and like out of the speakers, I'm evil. Maybe, maybe at that point I might have to call and call in and be like, you know, I'm going to cancel that future appointment. Can't do it any- anymore, guys. I'm sorry. It's affecting me mentally. Things have taken a turn. But it hasn't
0: quite hit yet, so...
2: Next time we'll do a scare your pants off book. Uh, I would episode.
0: love to read. Yeah, we had talked about doing Arthur. If there's any way to do something like that, I'd love to. Uh, where else should people like check out uh, all your stuff besides you? We've mentioned your YouTube channel.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, my my uh, original YouTube channel, Peanut Butter Gamer, been going for like almost 13 years or something. Wow. wow. Uh, still upload on there. But I also have a new new channel, YouTube.com slash peebs. Where we upload a little bit more frequently, like less scripted stuff, more just like having fun, heavily edited oh, cool. uh, stuff on there. So you can check out that. Nice. Sick. Kevin, Paul, you got anything else
0: we should be checking out?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, The Supertry Game Jam finished up this month, and there are a lot of cool submissions. So if you want to go to jam.supertrystudios.com, you can play some cool free games in your browser uh, that some cool folks made with me over uh, the last couple months. Um, super Try has a submission there. We made, um, Joe and I made a, a, a skateboarding game. That's pretty fun. It's hella fun. Uh, yeah. And I'm working on that a little bit more this month, uh, but there are a lot of cool submissions. I, uh, I super recommend playing the Rocketeer, which is a really cool little visual novel that uh, moves through all these different like modes. Uh, it's really cool. Nice. And um uh, there's a there's like a, a a Monkey Island style adventure game about a skateboarding dwarf that's really good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's one called Spinalization, which is like a god game that uses a um, like a, a, a slot machine sort of mechanic. Ooh, where yeah, like, like buying resources and then you're spinning to see if your civilization survives. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if, if you want to check it out, it's at jam.supertrystudios.com. Uh, and, uh, thank you to everybody who participated in the jam or, uh, submitted themes or, uh, uh, just, uh, thought about something creatively. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for, thanks for jamming with me.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't have too much to promote. I will just reiterate, check out Austin's stuff. If you don't know it, uh, and you're listening to this show, you will absolutely dig his stuff. So please go check out both of his channels. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you also want to support Goosebuds, you can go to patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Uh, pledge and keep the show going and get access to a bunch of cool stuff like our Discord, Bonus Camp Goosefoot episodes, and join a pretty awesome community. We love you all. Also, check out Continue on TikTok. Are you guys on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe? <laughs> I think we are. Yeah, I've strong armed <laughs> you guys into making a TikTok channel, so go check out the TikTok. I don't even use it, so I don't know. I have no. It's, I was told that we're there, so yeah, go check that out. Well, I, I'll go follow. I'll go follow it because I made a TikTok account
2: recently. Also, I figured it's finally about time.
0: Also, awesome. what's your TikTok? Is it uh, Peanut Butter Gamer?
2: I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think that was. T- I think that was taken. I had to like. Uh, cheese it a little bit, but yeah.
0: Oh, fine. I'm, I also Twitter Twitter's dead, so I'm on there now as TikTok is, uh quantum. All right, favorite. let's all move we'll to TikTok. It's I'm into it. Let's do <laughs> it. Uh,
1: I'll resist with you, Paul. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in the lame zone. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, you're gonna love uh, Kevin. You gotta get on indie gaming. That's a different conversation. Uh, I don't have anything <laughs> to plug, but I, I you know what? While we're talking about haunted cars, if you haven't checked it out, go watch Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King directed film oh. from the uh, the '90s about killer cars Beautiful. coming alive and. Holding Emilio Estevez and Yeardley Smith to uh, hostage in a gas station—it's fucking wild. Stephen King was famously on cocaine while he directed <laughs> it. Uh, it. There's, there's a, a truck. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. There's just like a car that just has a machine gun strapped to it. I that's love like that. Holding them hostage. Gun cars. It's fucking cool. I did amazing. actually see this movie when I when I was young. I remember. Yeah, this. it used to be on TV a lot. It's just a great bad movie. Cool. I love it. Cool. I'll check that out. All right, well, this has been a good bump. Uh, We love all of you. And Austin, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Austin. It was great. Thanks, Austin. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Beep, beep. Bye. This episode of GooseBuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters, especially those forever immortalized in the digital book of names. The book of names. Book of names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me pledges all 15 XFL fans in the population of <laughs> Gumby World to the gray ghost Kevin, except Prickle, who loves pop. Pa- I didn't get what? fucking Prickle. God damn it.
1: Oh, you remembered my high school mascot.
0: <laughs> he came to me, though.
1: The Prickles. <laughs> Buddy Moral. Cameron Murphy Audio. Hey Josh Robb. Michael McDell, Mickey C.
0: Mike Lantary. Nathan Dulzall. Elcade, Mel Dipson. Afsheen. Brian Wells. Dango Twists. Zentacles. Stealth Bates. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. John Keedy. Miguel Pardo. Calf. New Paranoia Shop content coming soon. No, it's not. <laughs> the Juggalobalist. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Just think about the Juggalopolis and is that, is that <laughs> dangerous?
1: <laughs> Sorry. Gregory D. Warren. Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Thank Ooh. you, Dwarven Child. Chat, i want to say
0: that also <laughs> that the juggalobalist is really sticking with me too bradford coulter i'm just thinking about the danger that person presents there's a chaotic control that's occurring there it scares yeah, me yeah the fago will cover the planet <laughs> chosen one pledges his cadre of musketeers to house kevin
1: i got ghosts and dwarfs and muskets but
0: you don't have prickle <laughs> damn it you'll never have prickle you never have prickle gumby we should go in
1: there <laughs> jar jar slinks Levi
0: Up and Champ Jonas Eggman Anthony
1: Mulberry Carl The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation of Quicksand Truth <gasps> pledges their nonprofit blade to
0: Paul Damn Leftist media, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> State-run media Elusive Koala Yanni Markovina Jesus Christ Brooke X Christian Van Skeever Drew Applegate Brian Hopgood Jeremy Lowe Zach Connor. Joe, spooky digital ghost, Tierney. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Tom Whittem. Alicia Grafe. Andrew Jadzak pledges his grizzled empathy skills to unite Chad, Kevin, and Paul against a
1: true enemy. Tooth decay. (laughs) gum disease. God damn that gingivitis. We'll end it one day. (laughs) Uh, Lord
0: Cornwallis. Parson Birkenbein. Murph EP.
1: Tevin Ticklebean, The
0: chat Sworn. Come on, on over. You have a knight. Russie Glenn. Sean Minogue. Wiggle it. Luke LaFountain. <laughs> Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Jonas Blotterman. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Juan Jalapena. Paul Grasso. Clay McCarty. Joe, regular name. Scott. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Miso Dulacus.
1: Parker Lee. Alex Moon, The Robotic Dog.
0: Hamboe. Matthew Sutton. Flemily. Raymond Hernandez. The Crowfens, but Vernal. Ooh. You know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> Jeffrey Owen Kahe. Fucking nice. Luke Noodles. Hugh Bolin. Kelsey Kinneman. Zam Bambino. Russell Casberg. Chris Trichus. Scotty Pippin. Javier Jimenez. Dungeon Kappa. Brendan Arafin. Grand Moth Hamster awaits Emperor <gasps> Kevin's command.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Brush your teeth.
0: Uh, <laughs> Lip <live> duck. <laughs> Stinklet. Zach Weir.
1: Nathan Remick. Tobias Clark. Need more kimchi. Reed Steubendeek. Andre Villanueva. Joey Evans. Carewise Gamgee. Cameron
0: Hanson. Estemena Lord of Paul's Pants.
1: Swaggy Ola Squire wants you to know that I love you all. If anybody wants hugs, hit me up, Cowabunga. Aw.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks, baby. Chris. Otherworldly Nightwear Hard-On Nelson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Generally Depressing. The Deadly Bulb.
0: Ben Bohan.
1: Diet Soda. Kieran McNamara. Coleman Laguza. Jackie Ledoux. Wham!
0: A pair of Scots. Anthony pledges their blade to whoever releases a new episode of Paranoia Shop First. You're going to be waiting in a cave like that night from Indiana Jones 3. It's never coming. <laughs> that is a blade gone to Rust. Yeah. You chose poorly, if I may say. <laughs> <laughs> David Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Levi Kidder. Bryce Deary. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Jonas Evan Voldson. Matthew Bertado. Carpson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bug hole. Nick Johnson. Phoney. Doctor Diarrhea. Stephen Day. Nicholas Maloney. Some of Chad's bird friends. We pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Yes. They made them sharper? Yeah, <laughs> they get sharper. You got calcium. Calcium beaks.
1: Burger's Crunchy PB. Parentheses. Yes, it is still edible. Do not check the expiration date. Close parentheses.
0: <laughs> Peanut butter just doesn't go bad. It's silly. No. Jeremy yeah. Bowser. Ryan Carroll. Dr. Eggdrop, Soupman. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Leah. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant Astronaut. Ninja Bread Men. Megan McCormick Mason. Peanut Berg Level 69. Heloticus Frenchlin. Henry Torbert. Aaron Lord. Adam Knapp. Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Paul.
1: Ooh,
0: I hope that's a lot. Brad Melzer Chick. Logan Derby. Moon Juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Caleb Mr. Misfire West Mandy Nasty
1: Scolatoran
0: SSJ Trogador Yoplin Philip Reynolds Chicago Frank Returns Nate Bit G Mike Spaghetti Jones Ryan R. Davis Scott Wable
1: Mr. Unimportant pledges his fake doctorate to whoever calls dibs 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 <laughs> damn he's so fast, fast.
0: I, we'll see in the edit, Kevin, who said it first. <laughs> I don't know. It's Kevin's me. teeth are really clean and words come off him fast. <laughs> Josh Howell pledges his zealotry to whomever needs it most. It's me. I do it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I need zealotry. Rocco. Evan Bowen. Chris. Sean Aston, Master. <gasps> Sean oh, no. Aston masters the Gundam Death Scythe Hell Amber by 311 AMB. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh. My man! I had a cat named after that song.
1: It's been a while since we've had a, an update in the Sean Aston saga, so... Yeah, I'm glad to,
0: he's doing well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, one
0: of the coolest deaths... One of the coolest Gundams you could possibly have. Good, good
1: pick. Greg Mustow.
0: Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Soggy Newspapers.
1: Allie Rose. Hi, first time. Long time. Saturn Video. Sprinkle Buds. Hilda B. Serial Killer X. <laughs> Kiwi of Lerve Wade
0: Norcross. Kevin, your escaped monkeys are watching you and your
3: <gasps> Monkey Shines
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't I don't know what I was going for there. I just tried something <laughs> and uh, I stuck with it. Cool, yep. I like it. Thanks, man.
1: I like your follow-through. Thanks.
0: Benjamin Luther. Kate the Great. Kit Bush. Mike Hart. Allysets. Uh, Ciracen.
1: Dennis Wright. Jover the Moon. Edgar's Crassus. Cameron Ganseveld. Cassandra Harris. Gouleve. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Z. Hi. Hey, Greg. That's up door.
0: Anthony Rodriguez. B. Big Nick Lane. Dom's Dirty Dong versus King Kong will be three hours long. Tonight at 11. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, I like that. That's a I kind of rapped there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kieran Bryant are big fans
1: getting all the shout ones today. So That last name was my favorite. Hey.
0: The blade of the Goblin Grater is pledged to Chad Quant. Welcome nice. aboard,
1: Goblin. Alpaca acquaintance, DDS, Department of Dope Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bleak.
0: Bad time having cabin. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we most sincerely
1: appreciate your well wishes. Kappa, kappa, capital S. Dan Antonio.
0: Taraku, the thing that goes doink in the anime.
1: Philip, OG quicksand truther and blade pledger Hamill. <laughs> Spencer
0: White, CM. Farrah, Bjorn <laughs> Bjarndeer. James Stavronos. Jesse, Chris Curdo. Chris, the official Goosebud's chronicler and ledger man, Byers. Cole Gleason. It, it is official. I did dub Chris brought Byers. Yeah, forever. yeah. Paul really did make that yeah, call. Mm-hmm. On my own. It was a, ro- a rogue call. Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. Tan Yarhide. Grab Comics. Kyle O'Neill. Goon Cahoots. Robert Holden. <laughs> this is an <laughs> insult. <laughs> what ba- babette's feces it's babette's feces it's a movie that kevin and i love and you've defiled it <laughs> what movie do you guys you watch it's called babette's feces
1: it's called babette's feast now i'm, I'm now I'm mad i I'm, but the, the full force of my blades is now coming down I, on babette's feces. i appreciate your support but damn
0: <laughs> That's a good letterbox comment. You should on letterbox. Follow me on letterbox. Yo, if you leave that as the letterbox review, you're gonna get likes.
1: Adam Brundel.
0: <laughs> Anthony Stoker. Brony underscore danza.
1: Okay, this one always breaks my brain. Dog lips underscore Kajoyian?
0: I think he got yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Gunner Toland. Angelo Edward Longton Santone pledges the holy blade of justice to Paul. Well, that's Ooh. it. It's over. I've got the holy blade, so.
1: Take that, gingivitis. <laughs> Brandon Nichols.
0: <laughs> Max. Smelodies. Uh, Zendane. Crank 2. High voltage. Funny. Hurl. A.K.A.
1: CyberBully. Paul Sentient,
0: my buddy doll. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Deep cut. Blarvin, hungry for some crazy bones. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Bacon. Bosferatu. Ooh. Brian Udap. Lumo Nuva. Logan Kilgus. Munch
1: Squad.
0: Starship Nine. And now, welcoming to the Book of Names, a new name, Bobby <laughs> Of the Eastwood Unlocker of Worlds. That's a that's a big title. Welcome, Caleb Snyder, Grand Master of <laughs> Spells and Enchantments, that pledges his wizard staff and ancient tome to Paul. Hmm, that's what happens when you get a holy blade pledged to you.
1: Brian Storo. Hello and
0: hi, crafty stitch witch. And hello, proper spaceman.
1: Oh, it's a proper spaceman, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Thank you all so very, very much. We love you. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks, mates.
1: Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Brush your teeth.